welcome to Recalculating, where we're using critical thinking skills to drive decision making. This is Alana Krauss, and I'm joined by my father, Lee Krauss. And so we're a father-daughter duo who are focusing on helping individuals become the best decision makers they can through developing some of their critical thinking skills. So today's podcast, we're focusing on how to be your own navigator. And so what does that even look like? What does that even mean? So that's kind of interesting. We've started this journey. You know, we always thought everyone was planner. So we actually had to come up with some way to describe, you know, what type of navigators there are. And we actually And when at- we're saying what type of navigator, we're just talking about like how you are motivated, you know, what's driving you to achieve your goals, you know, and basically we how were you to- chart your journey. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you navigate your journey? I think it's a really good way to describe it. Right. And um, I think it's something we wanted to focus on because being your own navigator is a little bit hard. It can feel painful and overwhelming at times, especially if you are just kind of pushed into a situation where now you're kind of on your own and you're kind of trying to be an independent decision maker. And if that's something you're not really used to, it can feel very, very difficult. You know, you feel like maybe you're not prepared. You don't really know how to be making decisions all on your own. And so that's why we kind of broke down these different types of navigator. Right. I also think it it really helps kind of to understand how the navigator, you as a navigator is driven. And if you can understand how you're driven, I think that's going to help you make better decisions. It's also going to make you realize that there's no perfect, one perfect way. You don't have to be a specific type of navigator. You can jump around. And I think that's the beauty of it. It's broad enough, but it really does, at least we believe that one of these types of navigators will say, oh, that's me, I'm a planner, or oh, that's me, I'm a driver. So why don't we just at a high level talk about the three navigators and then describe and we can see if people say that's me. Okay, great. So we could start with the first one, which we call planner. So as it kind of implies, it's for people who are taking the time to plan out their journey, you know, their specific goals, what they want to do, where they want to go um, ahead of time. And so they're they're working towards this clear goal that they're trying to achieve. And really, more than that, they're willing to plan it out. What does it take to achieve that goal? What are the stops along the journey that you're going to have to take in order to succeed? That planner is really thinking about how am I going to get there? And in general, very detail oriented. Um, I think that there are strong benefits in being a planner. Um, I actually thought most people would be planners. And I was a little surprised to, to really realize that most people really weren't planners. They were pretty spread out across all the different areas. Yeah, for and, sure. And I mean, I feel like in the world that I'm in now, I felt like a lot of people were planners. Like you're surrounded a lot of people who are like, you know, my childhood dream is to become a doctor. And there's like a very specific set of steps that you need to complete to get to that goal. And like, that's your long-term plan, you know, getting, doing specific research, then studying for the MCAT and med school and residency. And it was kind of like, kind of the next 10 years is already mapped out. You just have to execute. I mean, it's much more complicated than that, right? Because it's med school, but just big picture. 
this is what I want to be and this is what I need to do to get there. Right. And I think that it was really interesting when we talk about someone planning out their goals, some of the key things that a, a planner can do to ensure they're successful on their journey is one, really understanding the inventory of the tools in their backpack, making sure they have the tools that they need to be successful. I think they also need to be honest with themselves. If you're planning to be a physician, if you're planning to be a physicist, if you're planning to be an electrician, what does it really take to get there and plan it out? Yeah. Uh, And I think the other thing that's so important is it is okay to take shortcuts. If you can find a shorter, faster way to get there, right, and achieve the same goal, I think that's a good decision. You know what I mean? So when you plan out your trip, don't feel that you have to do every stop along the way. If you don't need to make that stop and you're still going to hit your goal, it's okay to keep going. And I think that's still true for how you plan out, you know, your future and also how you plan out your decision making. For sure. And I think another thing, too, like through a lot of the interviews that we did, when there were some like planner aspect to people, Understanding that it's okay for your plan to change and adapt and that the successful planners are ones where if they had to pivot, their plan didn't just crumble Mm -hmm. and they just had to like abandon ship. It was that they have a plan understanding that life can throw you curveballs sometimes and kind of do the best that you can in, you know, preparing the step-by-step but understanding things might come up and I might have to pivot and like as long as I'm headed in that direction I'm good yeah I think that's a really good point and I think that that's something for a planner uh, one of the key things that you can take away is that pivoting is a win if it allows you to get to your goal faster it's a win don't be afraid of it it's okay to do it yeah for Um, sure so you know, when I look at it, I, I'd say you're a planner, Lana. You, you fit into the planner category. <laughs> I'd say you're a planner. Do you yeah. feel like a planner? Yeah, I feel like I have mixes of some of the other ones. I guess, like, another one that we haven't yet dove into is um, driver. I feel like I'm kind of a combination of the two. And so drivers have, like, kind of a broad objective or passion. And that is the that kind of helps set the direction for where you're going on your journey or, you know, what's moving you towards your goals. Mm-hmm. I think this is really an interesting one, driver. So let's just jump to driver here. And, you know, when we first started out, a lot of it became with people had a passion and they wanted to achieve that passion. I want to save the environment. I want to work in a, a, a job that is bettering humanity or things of that nature. They had a passion that was driving or they had a religious passion. They wanted to do something with the church and improve the church. Or they had a, uh, a passion for a um, particular kind of career like food services or hospitality. They wanted to work with people. And we struggled with how do we get a category of navigators that is broad enough that allows people to go after their dream but still had a focus of how are you going to achieve it, right? How are you going to, you, you, you kind of set a wide path, 
and how do you stay on it and how do you take advantage of narrowing that but you're always driving in a single direction mm-hmm. for sure um, and i mean i even see it as like these drivers have this like large passion that they're pursuing and they're kind of going out moving towards that direction with not any specific plans but based off of opportunities that come up or you know things that they identify that they're also passionate about that can help them like ultimately converge. So like I had a friend who he was super passionate about the environment and wanted to like do all he could to help conserve the environment. And so that was like his huge driving passion. And he did some experimenting in kind of different sectors, right? He started in environmental science, but then eventually ended up shifting more towards like law and regulation because he kind of realized I actually have a passion for creating policies to help implement um, these items that are actionable instead of kind of working from a different, like kind of you're swimming upstream versus you're creating the policies that um, kind of dictate the future. And so he was able to combine those two and find this niche field. And if you asked him a couple of years ago, if he he was going to end up in law, like he would have had no, no idea whatsoever, right? But because it was such a passion driving him, he was able to kind of realize where he needed to be. I mean, I think that's really an excellent example because he had a guiding principle that he wanted to improve the environment, probably went after it, is you know any way that he felt felt he was improving the environment and along that driving passion he realized the biggest impact he could was probably change public policy and i think that's a great example of just the guiding principle it's broad he could have gone in a lot of different directions right and how he now was able to narrow it down to ultimately achieve a goal that was important to him and stay focused the whole time yeah And I think a big thing, too, is like I know with talking with him, I mean, at the beginning, it's a lot of pressure, right? Because you have this passion, but for other people, it might not seem like you have an actual tangible plan. But, you know, as long as you're following that, you're thinking it through, you're you're evaluating opportunities, you you can end up in the right spot, you know? And I think here's a really good example also, understanding the tools in your backpack, what's in your backpack, to determine if he wants to continue driving down that core goal or guiding principle that he may have to get additional skills along the way to achieve that goal. Again, looking at what you have and what you need to have to have the biggest impact is, again, a great example of following a guiding principle, understanding what's in your backpack, using that to make decisions and ensuring that you're enjoying yourself along the journey. I mean, Super example. Super example. So our third one is exploratory. So this is one where it's kind of you're looking to explore your world, right? Like if you don't have a specific passion that you found yet or a specific plan you're going after, it's something where you know, it can allow you time and the opportunity to figure out what you really enjoy doing while gaining experiences along the way. I feel like that's the most important point. You're not just like exploring aimlessly. You're exploring, but 
you're picking up skills for your backpack and understanding, hey, I really like this or, oh, my gosh, I hated that. Right. And having that help set your direction. I think this is really a great one. And again, uh, the ability just covers a broad brush of people for people that are totally just looking for something to latch onto and they want to explore for people that think they want to go into medicine, maybe, you know, and want to just explore different avenues of it, I think really comes down to that ability to explore. And I think, again, it, it really is kind of interesting thing that you can go out and say you want to join the Peace Corps and see whether you want to um, be an educator. You want to go and look at becoming a nurse because you, you think you're something in medicine that you want to do. Or while you're practicing nursing, realize you want to be a physician's assistant. It's all on just that kind of exploring along the way. Or even more broadly, that you had a, a strong liberal arts degree and you went into art history and then realized that in looking at art history, you went into auctioning art or however you take with it, whatever you go along that journey and exploring different avenues of it. And I think the main difference between uh, a driver and explorer is the driver has a guiding principle that's really driving them down a particular path where an explorer is willing to wander, take the back roads, uh, hang out in a place for a while and see if they can regroup or understand and, and for those people, I think it can be great as long as you're building your backpack, learning, not making the same mistakes twice and moving forward, being ready to pivot when opportunity arises. And I think that that really, you know, makes a huge difference in, in how you ultimately get there. You know, there are stories where people that, you know, they uh, uh, went off and decided to do be raft guides and met a lot of people. Uh, that were in investment banking on the raft guides and started talking to them and kind of realized that that maybe that's something that they would be interested in and you know kind of went down that path it's just so interesting what happens if you're willing to pivot willing to take some risks and, and in general i think a lot of explorers are willing to take risks yeah and i all. think it's also interesting to note like Kind of what we had mentioned before, but that it's possible for you to be a mix of all three of these different navigation styles. I think it's also fair to say that your navigation style will change and ebb and flow as you continue on along your journey, right? Like, just depending on what what sort of goals you're moving towards or what you're trying to focus on, but that that's okay as long as you're aware um, and kind of the topic we're going to move into next is by having an awareness of your navigation style it's help it helps you to understand you know what type of mentors to seek out um, and you know what what support system do you need to ensure you are successful no i think that's true too and so for each one of them it, it you can start to look at what it, what are you really looking for in a mentor you know, they, they require different things. I think, again, the planner is the easiest one for planners. It's very, you know, you want to focus on people that are in your field, that have gone through what you're about to plan out. And you can get an understanding from them of what was valuable, what was worthless, and use that to help you make decisions. For the explorers, it's a, it's a little bit harder because... There's a lot of people that went off exploring. Some of it, you know, was 
that came upon or pivoted on a good opportunity. Um, but I think then again, you can start to hone in on the things that as you're exploring that you're more interested in and using those interests to look for people that can provide additional guidance. I think for, for drivers, uh, again, I think as you have a passion, find people that have a very similar passion, people that can provide you insight into what allowed them to achieve their final goal. And I think that's kind of interesting. Again, the part of being the navigator is understanding the style and how you're going about it. But ultimately, it's getting to really owning your decisions, right? Yeah. You are the navigator. You're in charge. You're making the decisions. For sure. I know we, we briefly just went through in terms of the advisors, you know, how that sort of interaction works. So just to give you a little bit of a perspective, you know, with planners, we're focusing on how can you quickly get diversified viewpoints from people in the field? And I think a big point here is the speed of this, right? Like you want to get as much information as quickly as possible so you could better understand the plan and ensure that it's one that will kind of last for a long time, you know, versus you slowly and surely chipping away about better understanding the field. You get five years in only to realize, oh, actually, everyone here has a master's degree and I should have been doing that this whole time, you know, or whatever it may be. So I think that's kind of a detail that is really important that many people might overlook. And then also understanding the different biases that these people's experiences and advice actually, like what they actually are telling you, you have to be aware of, you know, what was their experiences? What are they telling me? You know, what can I understand based off of that relationship? You know, so that, for example, when I was getting advice on graduate school versus industry, everyone in graduate school was saying, oh, you for sure need to do graduate school. And everyone in industry was like, oh, you obviously need to go into industry. So but these pieces of advice is it was so biased, like that was the only world that they knew, you know. So I feel like if I had a better understanding of that going into it, I could could have been a little bit better about asking questions that got me to the answers instead of having to dig dig through. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's real important from the standpoint of just because someone says something to you doesn't mean it's true, right? That's their opinion. For you, for you. For you, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that how do you pull all that information in and use it to help build a better roadmap, help avoid potholes along the way, which are, are you know, we talk on further on in the book, but it really is the foundation now of understanding how you make decisions, how you plan out your journey becomes fundamental in how are you ever going to pick your destination, mm-hmm. right? And and maybe you don't even need a destination. Maybe your destination is I want to save the environment. Maybe your destination is I want to do something in the uh, accounting field you know, whatever that goal is, whatever you're setting your target on is fine. Whether it's very detailed, I want to be a, you know, physicist, whether you want to be a an attorney, whether you want to be a specific type of attorney, or all valid things that you can go after. For but. sure. 
And so um, I wanted to reloop about the different types of navigators. Which ones do you associate with the most? So for me, I, I definitely think an explorer. And I think uh, I explore a lot of areas and I pivot fairly well. You know, anything from the research that I did in the hearing world to cybersecurity, I think I've explored a number of areas and pivoted. So I definitely think I'm an explorer. Now, with that said, there are aspects of it that I think, you know, I did plan fairly well. What what skills did I need to have in order to get there? But if you, you wanted to put something on my forehead, I think it would say explorer. I don't think I ever had a deep passion that said I had to do X for, you know, I wanted to save the environment, which I, again is a great thing, but it wasn't a passion or I wanted to do something that uh, improved, you know, um, society. Although in each of the areas that I've worked, it has done that. I don't think that was the overriding force. So if, at the end of the day, I think I would have said I was an explorer. I think I did fairly well in understanding what was in my backpack. I think I did fairly well at being able to pivot. Uh, I've learned a lot of lessons along the way, <laughs> do things a little bit differently. And I think I've done a pretty good job of not falling into the same mistake twice. But if I, I'd say explorer, why would you think I would have said? I would have said that... At the first part, you were ex an ex like in the exploratory side. I feel like as of now, it seems a little bit more you're a planner. Maybe just because you have like a better survey of the landscape you're working in and better understanding your short and long-term goals and just understanding what it takes to get there and then kind of going after those boxes. But I could definitely see like early on in you know, deciding your major or the types of jobs you were looking for. It was a little bit more exploratory, for sure. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely think, you know, it has narrowed down. You know, I have been in a career for a while and continue to, to play in it. So I guess you could easily say I must be planning that out now. I'm not just haphazard switching uh, fields. So I think yeah. you're probably right on that. And I mean, I feel like within a lot of the people we interviewed, it was really interesting. I'm not sure if it's just because like I'm coming about all of this from a planner perspective, but just understanding that, like, for example, with me, with my goals, I do a lot of like intentional thinking and planning and background research. And but when you ask people, you know, how often do you think about preparing for an opportunity? People were like, I don't really like sit down and think as and think about it like and plan it as much as you might think it's a lot less structured you know and that a lot of opportunities were super unexpected and so it was kind of under the impression of yeah i can plan as much as i want but there's going to be situations where something comes up that's totally off my plan and i have to be able to know when to identify that hey that's somewhere that i need to be and totally pivot and making sure that like with my plan, I'm developing the right skills and experiences so that when things come up, I'm ready for it instead of scrambling. I think that's really well said. In fact, you know, one of the most interesting things we I interacted with um, 
a person and probably one of the most detail-oriented people I've ever interacted with, a fabulous CEO. And um, I thought for sure he was a planner, a strong planner. And uh, it turned out that he was definitely an explorer. Uh, He had planning skills, but as far as how he uh, moved his career, how he made decisions, he was far more explorer than a planner. And I think that that's really where you're getting it, that you can kind of mix them. You don't have to be just one thing. You can be explorer, and as you uh, explore a particular area, go into detail planning about it. And I think that when you start to do things like that, as far as being that navigator, you start to really look at understanding you know, multiple plans. So really maybe you're exploring a particular area and you have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C in the back of your head, even though you're still exploring, you, you kind of have, if something happens, then I'm willing to do something else and understand the trade-offs about those pivots. And the more you understand the trade-offs about those pivots, the better decisions you're going to make. And you can start to see how each of those philosophies or being, whether it be a driver, explorer, or planner, really helps guide how you can make decisions and what's the methodology you can follow to allow you to be a better decision maker. And I think that's what's so key, that it matters less about whether you're a driver, planner, or explorer. It's about, does it help you make better decisions? Does it give you a better understanding about yourself? Does it help you uh, understand where you need to go for help? I think it's really understanding you. And we just came up with these broad categories, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I also think it helps um, a little bit with like decision-making confidence because you know, you're associating, you know, oh, this is kind of how I'm structuring my goal setting. And it helps you to better understand what types of decisions are you going to make? You know, what are you considering? And that increased confidence in decision making increases your speed of decision making. And that's where the magic starts to happen, because you're no longer afraid to you know, explore something and then pivot. If you fail, you know, choose a different path. Um, the worst thing you want to do is just stay where you are because you don't know where to go and you're afraid to try a place that maybe not wouldn't work for you, you know. Sure. So but I think that's an important thing because that really plays into when you're when you are making decisions and that confidence confidence comes by having a plan B. If you know this fails, but you're still going to land on your feet. Right. The risk is off the table. Uh, so. And I think that that's really part of that confidence. You understand what the risk is and how you've mitigated that risk to the maximum extent possible. And that really allows you to feel very good about making a particular decision. And I think, again, that follows people that I thought when you heard decisions that they made, it would be this would be an incredibly risky decision, mm-hmm. right? But when they understood you know, what their plan A was, what their plan B was, it turned out very little risk in the decision. It was all managed to be mitigated out along the way. Again, 
helping you make better decisions. And again, it comes down to understanding what's in your backpack, knowing when to pivot. These are the concepts that you can apply and really have a huge difference. So when you look at someone and say, oh, look how risky they are, the reality is they may not be that risky at all. They planned it out, they understand uh, what the risks are and ways to maximize and mitigate those risks. And so to them, it was not a risky decision at all. But you as an outsider, you said, I can't believe they left their job at this grace company to go start out on their own. I just don't understand why they would do that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even for people who they're in an opportunity where maybe it's like confusing, you're like, well, I don't really understand like how this fits with their passions or ideas or like I didn't think that was the direction they were going to go. You're all. Like, I feel like I'm always surprised that people are thinking about it more than you realize and understanding that sometimes people will just take something because it's the only thing, like, that's just the next move that's available. But as long as you're cognizant and you're aware that you are there in this experience to be building tools, you know, and experiences in your backpack, as long as you're getting something from that experience, you're growing as a person. And that's going to help set you up for that next opportunity. And whether it be skills that are really positive and helpful or things you realize, wow, actually, I hate doing this. You're learning and you're gaining insight into you as a person and decision maker and goal setter. And that's all good, you know. And so I feel like that's an important part, too, is to not get caught up with, you know, maybe I, I feel like I'm not moving forward. I'm not moving forward fast enough. It's less about that and more of, you know, what are you putting into your backpack and what type of navigator are you and how is that helping you move forward? Mm -hmm. I think also, I think well settled on and I think one of the most important things as we continue to move forward is you as a navigator, you are taking responsibility for your decisions. And I think that that's the beauty of being a navigator, not only understanding your style, not understanding how you want to select a goal, but you or taking ownership of those decisions. Mm -hmm. So, and I think You're that becomes so critical. You are in control. And I think that that is what's so important. And I think that as people realize that and realize that they can pivot, they can leverage their skills in their backpack, they're going to have a much better journey. They're not going to feel lost. They're not going to feel afraid. They're not going to feel like a deer in the headlights of, how am I ever going to make this decision? It's just going to come natural. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Understanding that they're the one, you know, at the end of the day, deciding which way to go, you know, whether or not to pull the trigger, you know, they're the ones in charge. They could get as much feedback from their loved ones, you know, their parents can tell them their opinion as much as they want. But at the end of the day, you're an adult, you have the information you need, make a decision, take ownership of it. And use knowledge of what type of navigator are you to help better inform your decision and then move forward. Well said. So what's the, I guess, our next topic uh, that we're going to cover in the series is? Yeah, so our next topic after being your own navigator is who to ask for help. So we touched on it a little bit in terms of, you know, who to ask for advice, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper on where to find trusted advisors, and, you know, when do you know you need help? Sounds great. All right, until next time. 
All right. make a good decision. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Bye now.